you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. The Around the NFL Podcast. Can't wait for the next time Greg's family leaves town. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the N- Around the NFL Podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal, along with a couple of heroes, Mark Sessler and Chris Wesseling. And don't worry, Dan Hansis, your host, is going to be here very soon. We had to get the show started. Yeah, pull back the curtain. We were in a rush. We had to do an NFL Now hit, and Damashek's going to take over the studio in about 40 minutes. So we were in a rush, and I told Greg, if we start on time, I'll get him a sandwich. You said so if, he- we, if we start before 1020, you're giving me a sandwich, and we started the show before 1020. That's well, the rules. and Dan was about to start the show and then leaves, forgets his laptop. Very unprofessional move by Dan. <laughs> wow. Has to scurry down to the newsroom. And, you know, good job by the boss. Got to get it rolling. You're taking shots. You know, we do this show all the time. It always starts the same way. We got to mix it up a little bit. No, oh, by the way, Damashek's podcast is coming in a little later. So we had to get we had to get it going. I mean, the, bo- it, the bottom line is you gerrymandered the process. Very unprofessional effort. What by is Dan. going on here? The rules of the podcast, the lunch what that we made up <laughs> is that if the show started before 1020, then I get the sandwich. This is the, the lowest show. you ever sunk to get a $7 sandwich. Dan Hansis has stepped in this? into the room. Greg, this is your 9-11. <laughs> How could you? I literally went downstairs to get my laptop <laughs> and would be back in what? about two and a half minutes. And you started the show to win a sandwich. So you leveraged the your own personal gains and your gambling addiction against oh, the show. There's no addiction. That's 
that's a horrible right. lie. You're in we, recovery, but you had a, you relapsed here. We had to start the show too because uh, the studio is booked afterwards. We had what to. What's wrong with this? Guy? We had there to get it no going. Gamble. He and didn't have to give me anything. Wait, Mark, Greg, you were there. The you were there earlier this morning, Mark, and Dan yeah. said. Didn't he even come up with this idea? If I'm running really late, you guys could start the show. Dan did me. voice that as an option, and, and Greg followed through. Yeah, I will say, though, Greg, that we spent 16 strange. minutes talking NBA basketball casually, so I do think it tied into the start time. Suddenly, you of know, course. you got going, and bang, we had to Wait, kick of the course. And again, I, I, I was hey, one take Jake in my now hit. I got up here at 10.17 right. and then realized I had to go get my laptop <laughs> So I got up here at ten twenty. So I was up here like I didn't. You're I got here late. before. Well, who's very fault, strange. Whose right? fault was it that you forgot your laptop? It's not my fault. I'm not giving up that sandwich because you forgot your That's laptop. That's good managing. Smart. You know, give some bullet points to the support to the people. We opened up the door from NFL now to exit, and Greg <laughs> was sprinting down the alleyway. Well, I want. I, knew, I wanted to make sure I could get my. Greg, my you are the, by the way. You are the boss, and <laughs> part of being the boss is putting the team ahead of yourself. I just have to say. I think this was an entertaining start to the show. Why not? Uh, whatever you have to tell yourself. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, my name is Dan Hansis, of course, and uh, Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, and Greg Rosenthal all here. By the way, I already gave out. Oh, did you do that too? A pre-game. I thought you were just huffing and puffing about your sandwich victory. I gave a pre-game show of uh, B+. Dan, fresh off doing one take. I'm kidding. I did not really give the pregame showed out, but I did give the little spiel. Do you want to do a hey, Dan? No, it's Yeah, ruined. it doesn't feel right, right? Very jumbled. Woo. Today's show. Man. You never, I never know what Greg's capable of now. <laughs> He's like uh, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. <laughs> just wants to see the world burn. It's the nicest Some thing. people just want to see the world burn. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Cue up 75 tweets at me. Never do a British accent again. It's offensive. Well, you know, offensive. I could, you know, I could do it if I want. It's our podcast. Offensive. Yeah. Well, you know, you. that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Thank you, Big Lebowski. On today's show, uh, we are going to uh, get into a couple of things. Top 100 um, has once again, be, because the NFL cannot have a purely dark period. There needs to be some type of hardcore banger involved. That can be written about and live television can be, um, you know, uh, aired and people can get all excited. So what happens during this post-draft period, pre, uh, you know, mini camp is the top 100, a 10 episode special on NFL Network where the NFL players vote on uh, and the NFL players alone, we're told they fill out ballots. And through those ballots, we find out who are the top 100 players of 2016. Last week, they rolled out 100 through 91. And this week it was 82 through 90. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. It's never a popular exercise. Mark, well, let's be honest. Mark, it gets you especially angry. It is gripping television. Let's start there. Uh, no, I find it makes me angry. And I was up literally at 3:30 in the morning last night. Still irritated about this list. Other things too, but this was one of the things I that I felt agitated. You're not losing sleep over this list, please. I I just can't sleep in general, and I you start to cycle through th- things that agitate you, and this did populate my this, mind that really did i find it ridiculous that's fascinating well, and we, i've i've written two uh you know rehashed two weeks of it already well we do I'm have done. An, <laughs> we do have an nfl 
you know, annual, fired up today. annual tradition that is a lot more lovable and is thought-provoking, and that's the Dalton scale. Back with the big Dalton scale podcast. By the way, you are not hosting the show. No oh, no. What the, you the, think. The whole thing. We're actually going we're gonna to take, take the Michael Bennett news out. Your little Brutus I think, moment. I think we're running out a little. We're running a little long here. E2 Brutai? Maybe just take out the Bennett thing. We've got to get to the Dalton. The Dalton story. scale is back. Um, that's the other part of today's show. Uh, in which we will talk about um, the trying to figure out who the prime meridian of NFL quarterbacks. Uh, historically, it's been Andy Dalton, but then he performed at a Pro Bowl level last year, so a lot of people think he cannot be seen as the middle point. And, and Wes, once again, uh, the player that is the Dalton scale, the center of the Dalton scale, what, what does he represent? He is the point at which you need a franchise quarterback if you are below him, or you have a franchise quarterback if you are – Above him. Okay, so we will get into all that, but before we do, we have to hit the news. Uh, Irishman behind the class, let's do it. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. Omar, Omar Little from The Wire. Legend. Um, not sure what the reference is. Uh, I, I think he, I think he's saying that I just took my shot on you, Dan. Wow. Hashtag Brutai. Yeah. No, no, no. Missed. I just wanted. To, I heard Greg, you know, mention The Wire. Last on last podcast, and I just want to be like, you know what? I'm listening to oh, you guys. I'm it was perfect, here. though. Uh, I'm here for you. You should have so taken credit for doing it on yeah. the fly, and that would have been genius. That would be it a is. chisel moment if you would have like rolled with it and taken the credit for that. So being like a better producer and actually listening to you guys makes me <laughs> no. less. Better, well, that's good, but better to lie to make yourself look better. I do plenty <laughs> of that already. Okay, good. All right, let's start with Sam Bradford. Oh, Tom Condon. Hey, Tommy, come back to us. <laughs> Take Take a break, bro. <laughs> he has spoken to almost every major media outlet in America at this point to share his feelings about his client, Sam Bradford, who, you know, deserves a better a better lot in life. You know, the guy that that's made over $100 million to be on the wrong side of the Dalton scale. Uh, his latest stop was the Rich Eisen show, where Condon confirmed that uh, the goal was to place Pratt- Bradford in Denver once the Eagles traded up with the intention of drafting Carson Wentz number two overall, which, of course, they did. Here's what Condon said. We thought we had a chance to go to a really good football team and be there for a long time, and that opportunity was there, and actually the attempt was made. He went on to say, when the Broncos contacted the Eagles and talked about the trade, they couldn't agree on a price, so they drafted somebody in the first round. Now, at that point, our options are pretty limited, so our next best best option is to go back and prepare for the season. Hey, Tom, who is this helping right now? I know you're giving uh, Rich... Uh, a nice little nugget, and and we're happy about that. The face of NFL Network, but at the same time, it's like, what is? Who does this help to say that we were really excited to go to the Broncos, and it just didn't work out? I actually feel a little bit better about Bradford after this. That it wasn't that he, you know, didn't want to compete. He just wanted to play for the Broncos. Well, why does that make you feel better? Because I'm, I understand that. That well, that's hey, what... you guys got your quarterback of the future. The Broncos have an opening. Let's see if I can get there. Now the whole trade requesting. Didn't have to be public. Condon could have worked this behind the scenes with Elway and Howie Roseman without making it public. Well, Ian reported even before the draft that there was contact between the two teams, so it's not a total shock. What his comments do is give a little context, and that's why my thought on this was while it makes Bradford unlikable in Philadelphia, and I and I get that, I didn't have a huge problem with him exercising the small bit of leverage he had to see if he could get something better before the draft. It didn't work. They, they thought maybe the Broncos were going to give up a real pick for him, and they weren't. The Broncos, to their credit, 
they sniffed around on Kaepernick and Bradford, but they're like, we're not giving up anything. Once again, guys, John Elway has evaluated all of these quarterbacks correctly. Well, it's a, it's a bad look we'll for Bradford that. in Philly. He's getting tortured there, and that makes that makes sense. But I would say, you know, from his angle, let's say Greg went out and hired a 23-year-old uh, newly fashioned host for this show. By the way, anything's possible oh, after I, what happened I, earlier. But, today. Dan, you'd want out of town, right? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So that's where Bradford sits. No, I'm not, I mean, actually, his I replacement's been taken complete. I mean, he's. I he's, have some experience with this. I would just, um, you know, find a way to stick around. I'd outwork the guy. I'd prove myself, and that would be it. You'd bury this little. Yeah, I'd bury that little little rat. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Google Tom Condon. Anyone listening to this could be Dan's uncle. Very similar hair. Really similar makeup. Very just, ha- has a Dan Hansis esque look. He's to a him. great. He's a great agent. I mean, he's big guy. He's Tall a rich guy. guy. Former guard. Six three, and he's got a lot of high profile agents. I'm just saying, you know, at a certain point, it starts working. That's some Zeuser hair. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, you guys, I've seen him in the hotel lobby one time. You're right, brag. big dude. Well, sorry, I was in a lobby. He was also in the lobby. I observed it. Has vi- he really could be from the Hansis family line? Well, now well, I kind of like him. More. Well, he's well, he's definitely not from a coal mining town. And if that was no. his uncle, Dan would, not, Dan would not be here. I mean, Tom Condon is quite. I I don't even I would be surprised if this wasn't true, but I'm just guessing that he has made he has made more money than any NFL agent in the history of the NFL. Well, off, probably would, off Sam would, Bradford alone. That would be my guess. Ten percent off but, Sam Bradford's salary. Have a nice time with that. He's got all the big court. I mean, he's basically had all the big quarterbacks, including the Mavs. Uh, let's move on. The Tennessee Titans will feature a quote thunder and thunder backfield. Uh, that, according to Rashad Johnson, the Titans' safety, had this to say about DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, the team's second-round pick. Uh, I think he's going to win a lot of those one-on-one battles, uh, Johnson told uh, the Tennessean of Derrick Henry. So him and DeMarco Murray going back and forth, it's going to be a nice thunder-and-thunder combination. Uh, Mark, there's a reason we usually don't hear about a thunder-and-thunder combination. Is because what you want is thunder and lightning. You want to have some, you know, different skill sets that make your backfield dynamic. This just feels like, oh, we have a bad dynamic in our backfield, but we're proud of it. Very, very <laughs> fair point. I mean, I think you have to you have to look at the fact that uh, Murray may not be what they think they're getting. I mean, last year in the off season, we I did a running back rankings piece where multiple people touted the Eagles heads and tails as the number one backfield going into the season because of a similar dynamic where you had multiple running backs who could start and it just seemed so dynamic and in the end it was all wins so the the Titans and I I like the idea of the Titans you got to prove it but I don't mind them having more than one running back that can do you know some hard-hitting bruising backfield action as bad as Murray was last year he would have been easily the best running back on the Titans roster at last year's form. Mm. You know, they had nothing. Well, you think this is part of a, a larger NFL trend, some teams going against the grain. Well, John Robinson, the Titans GM, told Peter King after the draft, he no- he noted that NFL teams are basically playing sub-packages on defense, nickel and dime, 70% of the time now. That's your base defense almost. So he said, to counteract that, we're going to play a bigger game, move those smaller guys off the ball, and it, to me, that's interesting. It's what the Cowboys are going to do, too. Both of those teams have invested at least three first-round picks in their offensive lines. They've invested in running backs. And to me, this is the formula for how to develop a young quarterback. Mm. The, the Ravens did it with Joe Flacco. Seahawks did it with Russell Wilson. 49ers went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick doing this. The Panthers did it with Cam Newton. You want that defense and running game to develop your 
your uh, – Young quarterback. By the way, they have lightning in theory with Dexter McCluster to some degree. He's I, been in theory for five years. I, <laughs> well, but this is in theory too. <laughs> it's a great. We're nickname. talking. We're, this whole Titans thing. I mean, oh, you got to go prove it. I, I like though the Titans are now the home for coming up with cute nicknames for their offense. You know, first they came up with Exotic Smash Mouth. Now it's <laughs> you know John Robinson came up with Thunder and Thunder. Like we, this is their corner. Now. By the way, we so we really have to take the Titans seriously. I, they're my favorite for a team of ATL. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> tell me if you heard this one before. Michael Bennett wants more money. Uh, the Seahawks pass rusher is sitting out voluntary workouts, uh, hoping that the Seahawks redo the four-year $32 million deal that, let me just stress this, because Bennett has been a turd in the past, if you recall, uh, with the old Zeuser. The $32 million that he agreed to in 2014 Here's what John Schneider had to say via SeattlePI.com. I don't get the impression he's fine with his contract, but I think he recognizes it's a team sport, and I'm sure he sees a couple of his teammates who have one year left on their contracts. He has two left on his. We have a couple of guys that are going to be an unrestricted free agents at the end of the season that we'd like to try to take care of as well. Translation, get in line, Mikey. Well, I don't mind him doing this. First of all, if you're a 30-year-old guy and been in the league that long, you don't want to go to these OTAs, so just use any excuse That's not fine. to go. It's voluntary. Second, he's underpaid. He's one of the most underpaid players in the league. He's, under, he's underrated. I mean, he's the key to their defense. He's 30 years old. You try to get the money while you can, and we talked about with Edelman and Amendola, these teams will squeeze you any way that they can, so you might as well do what, do what you want to do. Bennett is a top 50 player in the NFL. And he's getting five or six million. Go for this it. is Seattle's version of Adrian Peterson wants to play till he's forty. Yeah, third straight year we've heard this out of Michael mm-hmm. Bennett. Well, the problem is he signed a, de- a great deal for the the Seahawks. It's a team. It's a problem for it, him, not a, for the Seahawks. Right, exactly. Yeah, and he'll come back eventually. But I get it. I mean, he is underpaid. He was so good last year, and by the time he's done with this contract, he'll be thirty-one. 32, and he's not going to get that big we, deal again. We give guys credit when they bank on themselves and take one-year prove-it deals. Um, so you, you could give this guy some criticism that he let's, – I'm not saying he didn't bank on himself, but he didn't go out – he didn't think he was going to become a top 50 player, obviously, if he signed this contract. Well, the difference, though, is if this was a podcast of four former players sitting here, they'd all be on his side. you got to fight for that money while you got a chance to make it. So and you're saying – you're saying I'm the most like a former player. Ever. In many ways, in that. many ways, you <clears throat> you do a mirror any former player, pro athlete. And sure. finally in the news, Maurice Bowringer, the sixth-round pick of the Minnesota Vikings, wide receiver and the first um, player to go directly from a European Football League to the NFL. Great news, great news uh, for people that are fans of the umlaut. Uh, Bowringer got approval from the NFL this week to add the umlaut over the O in his name. Uh, so remember, if you um, are going to get that ironic hipster bow ringer jersey and you live in Minneapolis or, or in the area, uh, make sure it has the umlaut or it's not official. Um, <laughs> what about those people that you know already bought that jersey? You're banked. Well, I don't. It's a terrible situation for those people. You think that would, that that his jersey has been available before now? I think that he's the kind of person that enough people <laughs> get behind the story that a lot of jerseys have been sold and they're they're in. You've wasted 108 bucks. Look, we're all rooting for for Moritz, but he's a sixth round guy uh, who's never played, you know, on this side of the pond. I would hold off and see how things nice go. Nice pond ref before uh, before buying the jersey. But Greg, you've held off on buying any jersey ever. Do you own any NFL jerseys? Well, I'm an adult, and wearing another man's <laughs> name on my back and like a silly uniform seems odd. Like it'd be like going to work wearing baseball pants. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Dan. I pushed for that news item to be included, and I don't remember why. I'm well, sorry about that. There are I, now 
an equal number of umlaus and sedillas in the NFL. Is that the garçon? Yeah. Mm, I like that. And I, I never call out the comment section on our website uh, because it's a cesspool, but I will give Frank Williams credit. He has the most recent comment uh, to the post that I wrote. How boring with the umlaut over the O. <laughs> Well Pretty done, good. comment person. Way to go. Somebody in our cesspool of ignorance comment section yeah. did that? That was way clever. To, way to go. Frank. How boring. Uh, all right, and that's what's happening in the mo- in the news. Let's now move on and talk about the top 100 players of 2016 at NFL Network, exclusive now hosted by Amber Theo Harris. It had been Lindsay the last few years. So we got to get back on the show, by the way, Lindsay, and maybe we should get Amber on at some point as well during this top 100 um, run of the next several weeks. Uh, They revealed 81 through 90, Matt Forte at 90, Alan Hearns, Cameron Hayward, Julian Edelman, Jonathan Stewart, Kirk Cousins at 85, Tamba Ali, Telvin Smith, Delani Walker, and coming in at number 81, Alex Smith, somebody, a name that's going to come up a little later in today's show, I think. Uh, Wes, any issues with the latest unveiling of the top 100? Well, my issues are the same as Mark's issues, that this exercise means nothing. But Alan Hearns... To me, you had we we don't know who's above him from one to eighty at wide receiver, but we know in the nineties were Sammy Watkins, Jeremy Macklin, and Jarvis Landry, and there is not a general manager in the NFL, including the Jaguars' general manager, I would believe, who would take Alan Hearns over those those three players. Sammy Watkins for sure is over those two players. I wouldn't have put those other two on. Something is going on strange with the Jaguars. They announced that there's five Jag- five more Jaguars or five total Jaguars on this list, despite uh, really being lucky to win five games last year. Telvin Smith is almost an, an unheard of, up-and-coming, good player. I don't know if I'd put him in, in this type of class. Yeah, it's as if 12 people voted for the top 100 and three or four of them were associated with the Jaguars organization. Because for these two guys to be on this list, this is how the voting works, that means people voted them as top 20 players in the NFL. That's all they asked the players. Well, put the top 20. So it's a bunch of Jaguars teammates saying, oh yeah, Alan Hearns, he's the number five player in the NFL. And at some point, we almost have to just let it go. Because this is the same lunacy that we're hit with year after year. And if you look at last year's top 100 podcast conversations, <laughs> we're bringing similar stuff because the voting process is hazy. It is misguided. And I, I believe the NFL Network loves it that way. But at this point, we're supposed to believe that Alan Hearns is a more valuable this, asset this to a team last podcast, than Derek Carr. Or according to these players, whoever these people are, <laughs> Andrew Luck is less valuable than Alan Hearns. Well, that's or, preposterous. Or Telvin Smith, yeah. Uh, that hold is on. beyond We ridiculous. did our own top 100 list, by the way. Chris Wesley and I. And actually, a lot of these players are similar. You know, Delaney we Walker, average out Julian all Edelman, this. Cameron Hayward. It's, you know, some of it. Since similar. we're doing this exercise anyway, we should average out our list and talk about that on the podcast instead of the atrocity Love that it. is the players list. Yeah, because our um, what Tel- they need- Can I defend Telvin Smith real quick? Sure. Okay. Then I'll defend the top 100. You go first. Okay. So, Telvin Smith, look at stuffs, which are plays made behind the line of scrimmage minus sacks. The top six in the NFL reads like a list of defensive player of the year candidates. J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Michael Bennett, Mark Barron's in there, Khalil Mack's in there, and Telvin Smith is third or fourth on that list. Telvin Smith, if you go – I was randomly watching that Bills-Jags-London game Fun where player. the first half – shows what the Jags could be if everything went right. Telvin Smith is one of the fastest linebackers in the game right now, and he was fantastic in that game. So I don't have a problem with him being on this list, but these quarterbacks that are below him is is absolutely absurd. Um, 
my defense of the top 100, although not in its current uh, incarnation, I like lists. I like looking at these type of things and talking about them. But it is, it's it, you cannot, you can't say that there it, it could be improved. And I think it could be improved by opening up to more than just the players. But the problem is that's the whole hook of the top 100, that this is what the players think. But there just seems week after week, and especially the luck thing, like there should be, I would think, certain red flags where it's like, whoa, 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 there's no way we could have a list where Andrew Luck is behind Alex Smith by 10 spots. So I think there are improvements that could be made. And if there's a shadowy league figure that's listening, uh, Mark Sessler has volunteered to be a part of well, that committee. I would say this, that the NFL Network, and I, I don't think that they would deny this if you really put a gun to the head, that yes. they like this list with these outrageous nuggets happening week to week because it generates tweets, conversations, and reactions. Sure. Andrew Luck was all over uh, on a slow news day last Friday. He showed up in almost any relevant football blog, his placing in the top 100. So you're probably right. Now, whether that is right. To quote Mike Silver, show business, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else on the top 100 this week? I don't know if we can keep talking about it. Without, we're going to get in trouble eventually. One of these uh, weeks, we'll talk about Wes and I's top 100. So far, we've, we've unveiled uh, 80 to 100. Well, I think the, uh, your idea is we right. Just shift every, over and do yours. Do they tweeted Greg's last night, and I didn't realize it was Greg's, and I thought, wait a minute. A, I, I wrote an article, and I got all the players wrong. But this, this group that they've tweeted out makes a lot of sense. And then it was like, oh, it's Greg's. Nice move, Mark. Thanks, wow. Mark. That will help you. Really, come listen. I'm, I'm gonna review when, time. When they come after you for this top 100, yes. rant, I'm now gonna defend the hell out of you because you know what you're talking. You got about. your sound drop. You know, play that up to the show for you. Well, I have a little actually, boss defense. I have Kirk Cousins' uh, reaction to this. You like that? You like that? Uh, put the chisels down. <laughs> that is great sound. Put the chisels down. Tired, tired sound drop. That's from a good October. transition. That's like TD celebration sound drop. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I can find that. I'll, move, hey, I'll put it on right now. Listen, you know I love Brandy. You know I love that your efforts always one hundred percent. I appreciate that. That's where I'll. That's yep. where I'll leave it. There. I'm at least I'm entertained over here. Yeah, over over one hundred percent, almost one hundred and ten percent. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little Dalton scale. Um, as we said, the Dalton scale is really our quarterback rankings, but we, we this is not – we're wading out of the top ten discussion because that's what people love to talk about. Ooh, who's the best quarterback? When it comes down to it, those top three or four guys, you can, they're not – I'm not going to say they're interchangeable, but there's no right or wrong answer, and it's so highly debated. At some point, you got to move away. So what we do here at the Around the NFL uh, podcast, we try to figure out the middle section, uh, the soft underbelly of this conversation – and we want to find out how far can you go in terms of a list of NFL quarterbacks before you reach the point of no return. No return being no chance at playing in February. That is the Dalton scale. And for years, we've been doing this long enough where I could say for years, Andy Dalton was that guy. He was the prime meridian. Uh, it was mostly agreed upon um, the idea that Dalton was kind of that guy where everyone – on the other side of Dalton, that was worse, had no chance of being a franchise quarterback, and the people in front of him uh, were. And then something strange happened. In his fifth season, Andy Dalton became a Pro Bowl-type quarterback um, for long stretches of the season, um, which made him a tough play to be the Dalton scale. Wes, I know you still have some feelings that he should remain at the Dalton line. Maybe this is a time to make the case. Well, I, as I said on the last podcast – Baseball, the 200 mark, is still known as, as the Mendoza line. That's Mendoza has been retired for 30 years. So even though it logically doesn't make any sense, the branding is such <laughs> that you just leave it, which they, well, I think that's actually an okay argument. 
That is one thing. Because well, I don't think it makes sense. That is one thing. Also, I made my list as of May who I would build a roster around, and Andy Dalton is sitting right in the middle among the 30 <laughs> starting quarterbacks. And this is only really problematic for the next seven seasons or so. Once Andy Dalton's out of the league, <laughs> then we're in the clear like Mendoza, this Mendoza character, Carl Mendoza from early 20th century baseball. Manny Mendoza, right? I think it's Manny Mendoza. No, actually, I think I messed that I up. I think it was Carl. It was Ramiro Mendoza, the former Yankee. Oh, great. This is getting uncomfortable, this Greg Dan thing. Um, but re- <laughs> It is Manny, by the way. Uh, but really. Uh, from the Texas Rangers, wasn't so- he? I'm, I'm okay with that because we talked about Tanniscale. Mario Mendoza, I'm sorry. All right. Can we go on with the can, show? Can we, uh, Mario, can we, let's just talk Mario Mendoza. Can we get the car started and, and get yeah. moving here? Uh, so there will be a period. I'm with Wes. Is everyone on board with this? Keep it the Dalton scale. Even though Andy Dalton will appear on the list on the Dalton scale and not be the prime meridian, is that what could possibly happen here? I don't I, think that makes sense. Okay. I, I, I don't like the name Alex Smith. For the scale, but he to me is the Dalton. He is the prime meridian right now. Alex Smith is the mm. perfect choice. He is so perfect. He is the perfect replacement for Andy Dalton. And so to me, when I'm making this list, is a guy a franchise quarterback or not? Alex Smith is that line. And if Andy Dalton's above that line, how is Andy Dalton above the Andy? The, uh, how is he off the Andy Dalton scale? The Alex know. scale. I mean, I, I totally agree with Alex Smith. I, I think that the the thing with Andy Dalton where I this made so much sense before last season was that Dalton felt like a guy, the minute he hit the league, his ceiling was known. And he wasn't going to go above it. We knew who he was. But I, I think he's changed as a player where Alex Smith is deeper in his career. And I would be shocked if Alex Smith, even though Alex Smith has had some very statistically good seasons, he is that guy, and you pick a young guy like Teddy Bridgewater or someone else. You can't. You're you're banking on him not changing. Title, change. title this episode the Alex Smith scale and watch the downloads tumble. I was gonna say for <laughs> that's like, a problem with the branding. I I'll buy that for the Alex fi- scale. Though. For five seconds, I I thought that this would be this would be it. The first time that that Wes changed his opinion on something. I thought we were gonna get him. Didn't get him. <laughs> so close. I have changed my opinion on things. <laughs> Well, it's it's a it could be a positive. Trend. I think just, Andy Dalton. Just, you have strong opinions. I think Andy Dalton is now a franchise quarterback. I still think he's a distributor at quarterback. He's not a playmaker. So I would take a Marcus Mariota and a Blake Bortles over him. Mm. But the, I mean, Cutler would be another option for this. I don't know if there's a I, fancy name. I, I like Alex Smith bad. too. I like Alex let's Smith. Just, he's the best one. Let's tentatively and Wes just just roll with it for now. I right. agree that he is the. Uh, what do we call it? The Prime Meridian? Yeah. He is the Prime Meridian. So he is the Prime okay. Meridian. Because I have Kirk But it's still the Dalton scale. So if Dan did not understand the Dalton scale before, famously, he's had a hard time. Well, now it's really confusing. Wes simply has branding issues with it, changing it, which I, I understand. It's funny. Now that it's more complicated, now I understand it. So Alex Smith is the Prime Meridian of the NFL. Let's use that as a jumping off point. Forget okay. about the branding uh, we have some money that we want to make. We have coffee mugs and, and beer koozies and T-shirts with the Dalton scale in a warehouse scales. that we need to sell. The scales, of course. Yeah. So let's – what did I say? That's what we have. We have scales. I'm saying we're selling Literal. scales. Things to weigh oh, things. Actual Dal- scales. The yes. Dalton scale. It's got his face on it. You just step Giant right on Dalton it. face. Um, so, but the prime meridian is Alex Smith. So why don't we – if he is the middle point, who is – directly behind him. Who's the first guy? Kirk Cousins, which makes sense because the Redskins won't give him a long-term contract. Wow. But they also don't want to lose him. Wait, but you're the kissing cousins. 
You don't right, think but he's all I, he think he's You guys took my Redskins support all wrong last year. It was about the NFC East being garbage. It wasn't mm. because I thought Kirk Cousins was a great quarterback. It was that Greg was disrespecting him all year. That Mark, is, Mark that how's is the, life on the island now? Kirk Cousins I, Island. I would take Kirk Cousins over Alex Smith. So he is above it. That is fascinating to me, Wes, that you put Cousins below the Dalton scale, that he's on the other side. That he's, he's not a still, franchise quarterback. If he was, the Redskins would lock him up. Now, you know that I agree with you on that. And I don't think – I think he has a chance, like Dalton, to get a little bit better. And like Dalton, he's in a – So does Alex Smith. He's in a situation with a lot of talent around him, which definitely helps a lot. But I, I agree. To me, Cousins is not a guy that you just see, okay – uh, next six years, let's give him ninety million. He's our guy. Period. Well, hold on though. He's not there. Not he could like get that. there maybe, but he's not there. He now. could get there, and it, I, I think it's a smart move by the Redskins. And it's the same thing with Dalton. I, and even though Dalton had a good season, does anyone really believe that he's going to go necessarily duplicate that again next year? It's no very way. much a wait and see. And it is with Cousins too. But if Cousins did go do the same thing next season, I think it gets a long term deal with the Redskins. Well, I think if Dalton took a step back to where he was the season before, that would be a big disappointment. Now there's some room in between where he's not just lighting the world on fire. But I, I think at this point, I'm putting Dalton above that scale, and I'm expecting him to be a, a plus quarterback that you can win with, that, that he's in the, he's better than average. You're telling me if 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 John, if um, Peyton Manning in his state he was last year is enough to, to limp to a Super Bowl win, that Andy Dalton, surrounded by the right guys, can't be a franchise-type player? Let's start with one playoff victory before we go talking about Super Bowl. That's a different argument. That, to me, uh, like whether you can win a Super Bowl without a franchise quarterback, because it's been proven twice in the last 20 years, you can. It's it really hard to do, but it's happened. So that that to me is a separate argument than than a guy that's a franchise. And guy. he got really, I mean, talk about a guy, a star-crossed guy. After finally getting his career to the next level, he gets his thumb busted on a freak play and misses the playoffs last year. And then the team gags away at playoff winning against the Steelers, where. I don't know if he was going to have a chance to get back in the lineup ever, but, I mean, last year he really was a little star-crossed because he had 25 touchdowns entering December, and they were, what, 11-2? and two? Could you argue they that, were that helped him because he wasn't the scapegoat because he's on the sideline? Maybe, but we'll never know. We'll never know. They were a Super Bowl contender. If the Broncos yeah. could win the Super Bowl, the Bengals could have won the Super Bowl. There was about seven or eight teams that could have won the Super Bowl, but they were, they were one of them. All right, let me throw out another name here. Ryan Tannehill. I have him way below. Entering uh, year four, I believe, as a starter there. Yeah, right now, it, you know, this could – people suggested the Tana scale, which sounds great. Sounds great. But he's definitely below. If you're just basing it on last year's play, for what it's worth, I did, you know, the year-end rankings of, of quarterbacks. I had him 26th for his just his 2015 Yikes. performance. He had, he had a rough, rough year. Very milquetoast quarterback. I think he's a hard watch on Game Rewind. He, you know, the offense has been boring. But another candidate, Young, and I, I'm not a Tannehill guy at all, but you pair him with Adam Gase, and he could have one of those seasons the same way Cutler did where we say a year from now, oh, Tannehill's finally coming into bloom. Not a scale candidate for me because he's too young. We don't know what's going to well, happen. Well, the year before, I had him, for what it's worth, which is not much, 13th. I mean, that was sort of the conventional wisdom coming off a very strong Tannehill season. Where he was number he one on our making the leap a few years. Right, which basically played to, played to all of his strengths and he limited mistakes. I think he's a limited quarterback, but with everything perfect around him, he uh, can look okay. Well, he's that, athletic. He's on. very athletic. It's fitting that you mention Cutler and Gase because Tannehill is the new coach killer. Ooh. Who's got more coaches fired than Ryan Tannehill? 
Well, uh, yes, I wouldn't his, put what, that. His, his third coordinator. and He his, hasn't improved since I, his first snap in the NFL. All true, but there's a lot of other issues on that team than just Tannehill. I mean, he's taken a beating, and I. but I will say he's not that He's part of anymore. the reason for the beating he's taken. Yeah, his he's, numbers are very good. He'll be 28 years old uh, this summer. He's going to be making a 65th start when the season starts. He's been around for a while now. So you would think, and if Andy Dalton can make the jump in his fifth year, you're right, Mark. Like, Ryan Tannehill could do it too with better coaching and maybe some things click. But at this point, I, d- I doubt the guy having seen him so much. I do too. But for I know he has empty numbers more than other quarterbacks, and I'll buy that. But for everything that he, he takes as criticism, the facts are he's he's 51 touchdowns and 24 interceptions and a 7.1 yards per attempt name, last two Name years. a big victory. No, no, and I, and I get all that. I'm just saying the, name other, a December the ar- other argument for him is that, like, numbers that solid over the last two years, that he's not a total disaster. He's, he's, he's in the middle. He's okay. He's, By the way, sneaky old. Came in yeah. the league at 24. I, I keep mm. thinking he's 25, 25. Well, and the whole thing was like he was going to improve because he hasn't played quarterback as much as other people, and he maybe doesn't have the natural instincts. And yet what you said, Wes, resonates with me a lot, which is all the promise that I saw as a rookie, you haven't seen it really move forward a lot. Like maybe he just doesn't have those instincts. Dan, you are a little overconfident in your ability to hang with the Dalton scale right now. Mm-hmm. Whoa! So I'm going to throw you for a bit of a fired. loop. Go I'm ahead. Throw you for a bit of a loop shots. here. You're just upset because you lost your branding. But Been go a on. rough morning for Dan. And well, Dan also took the shot that you've never changed your opinion, so it's a lot. But that's, that's everyone knows that. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. This was a problem last year with this list too. What do you do with Jared Goff, who? Look what he got traded for. Nobody would give up that much for Alex Smith. Nobody would give up that much for Kirk Cousins. So, obviously, he's more valuable as a franchise quarterback than Alex Smith. Well, I by a, te- by a team that we've never respected what they think about quarterbacks at all until now. It is, well, look at what teams were offering for Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota the year before. Here's yeah. my argument. It is a problem with it, but I look at the Dalton scale more of like – it's a performance. It's not a metric, but it's based on production and performance. He doesn't have any. To me, it's, it's based not like on he, it's not like he's ranked in QBR right now. He's never played, so he's never he's not on. This the is scale. where we disagree. He's to me, it's based on roster building. Mm. So, do we all agree that Tannehill so is on the other side oh, yeah. of Alex Smith? He's way below. Way below. I don't know. I don't understand Wes, how that turned into me not understanding. That felt like a shot, unwarranted. There. What did that have to do with me? It's been a tough show for Just Dan. Just a bit for the show, Dan. Roll with the punches. Bit, we get to the end of this conversation, and he's Greg and Wes I have completely different philosophical ideas about and what the list means. It, it could not be any hazier. And by the way, can, let me just make something very clear, Greg. This has not been a rough show for me. It is a rough show for you. <laughs> no, this is what, great. You want to talk about La Raville Magnificos. La Raville. For a sandwich, you sold the show down the river. The, the, you couldn't be more wrong. You're someone that always says, I'll do anything for the show. It's fun to I'd mi- kill a man for the show. So it's, <laughs> You did. So you know what was fun? <laughs> Mixing up the show start a little bit differently this morning. Oof. It was a little different. Dan, think of it positively. It showed your versatility. You were able to come in, Good put on the headphones <laughs> mid-show, just slide right in and start doing the old Zeus thing. Yeah. Let's move on. Matt Stafford. <laughs> all right, so we, bo- we all agree Tannehill is – on the wrong side of Alex Smith, uh, who was the other player we talked about so far today? Well, Al- Alex Smith, Tannehill. Dalton. Jared Goff. Cousins. Okay. How about Matthew Stafford now? Uh, Mark Sessler, is he on the right side of Alex Smith or the wrong side? Mm. 
He's a tough one. He is very tough, but I'm putting him on the on the the upside, the right side. Yeah, I, I am not. A, I think that the, you know, we talk about a guy that's not fun to watch half the time. That's Stafford. But last year, with the magical powers of Jim Bob Cooter, Coot. saw a little bit of a different version of Matthew Stafford. But it's another guy that at this point, how long are we going to wait for him to turn into what we think? Well, he's, he's been productive. He's though. frustrating to watch. He can be fun because when he gets going, I mean, he can make some crazy throws, and he's a very streaky quarterback. I'd put him just on the right side of, of this scale. He's I not do, below Alex Smith. I, I do think he's a franchise quarterback. I, I think if if his organization was, was better and everything was okay, like he's not he's not a top five quarterback, but I think he's a franchise. Like, Wes, if you're talking from a team-building angle, he's got to be on the right side. I have Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr as the two quarterbacks between Andy Dalton and Alex Smith. Okay, so you, Andy Dalton. Are, do we all agree, by the way, that Andy Dalton's on the right side of this list? Yes. I guess we do. Right now at this but point. But Derek Carr w- came out and lit the league on fire the first half of last season. Sneaky terrible down the stretch. Well, strat. let's talk Carr. Is he- and Stafford was the opposite terrible at the beginning of the year and play, these are two of the most inconsistent quarterbacks in the NFL. It, we don't know who they are. Is Carr obviously over the line? It's cuz obviously if we had talked about this last year, he would not have been. I so think his physical jump. tools put him over the line. I liked I actually really like the way that that you see this and from a team building angle and and you have to say that he absolutely is because they're confidently building the team around him. Well, and well, he's two you? years in. It's yes, I would. Though. 2 years in because I would too. Absolutely. Derek Carr has a lot to offer. And in Bortles, let's just throw it out there because again he I have w- much higher he wouldn't have been on the right side of it necessarily at this point he would have been for year. me yeah but, last but he definitely year we put him now. on it yeah because some of it is I'm not I, you want to talk about production alone and what they've done that's fine with Bortles but if you want if I wanted to build a team Bortles is the type of quarterback that I would absolutely sign off on agree and you're right the production thing doesn't quite make sense I just don't know what to do with rookies I feel like you got to play a little I think you got it I don't think that they're they're kind of like TBD yeah, they shouldn't be on the scale until little, we I, see a little. Unless we want to, be, unless we're willing to be completely wrong about them from year to year out well, of the I'm gate. A guy like Phil Sims back in the day didn't play for years. I mean, these these guys today are forced onto the field from week one, and you're going to get a lot of inconsistency and unanswered questions. I thought you were going to say Phil Sims said that Andrew Luck doesn't have a good arm. Remember that? Wouldn't be surprised if that um, came out of his mouth. That did. <laughs> Mark, I just thought of a um, off-season idea for NFL Network programming that centers around you. Okay. You have this love of offensive coordinators, well documented. Mm. Jim Bob Cooter, you just brought up. Mm-hmm. How about a round table? You and thirty-two offensive coordinators. Giant ass table. I'd love it. And you just are, are they clothed? Shoot the ass with them all. <laughs> Excuse me, Greg. That was unprofessional. <laughs> I would assume they're clothed. Mark will be the executive. They person. are wearing clothing. Yes. In this scenario, I love it. And you just bathe in the knowledge, and you know, ex- the only guy not allowed is uh, Loggins, right? I'm just trying to set he, it up in a way in that Mark house. would most enjoy it, and that was what I thought. You couldn't be farther from from the target, Craig. I would not be so into defensive coordinators. It's, it's really you're an OC saw, guy. I'm an OC guy. You're a big OC uh. guy. All right, let's. Th- uh, did we talk enough about Jay Cutler because he feels like a really um, polarizing uh, quarterback when you talk about the Dalton scale? I have him below Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. There's no way I'm building a franchise around Jay Cutler. There's just no way. From a team-building angle, think, 100%. I don't think most teams want to build a franchise around Jay Cutler. Well, I'm I'm obviously the biggest Cutler supporter in the room. Geno Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler. To <laughs> me, <laughs> that's not true. To me, dead on the wrong side of history. To me, Cutler and Alex Smith are two very different answers to what the median is. And Cutler is right there at the median. I think Cutler... If One of you, them wins games. No, if you put Cutler in a situation like the Bengals, 
or he would find or a, a really block. talented team. Yeah, boys in the locker room. I think he's done it before. Remember, I think the they went thirteen three. Remember year. when he right. got outplayed by Josh McCown on the same team with the same weapons? He played well that year. They both played well that year. He also had a mo- had some monster seasons early in Denver. I think he has a little by higher the way, wait, ceiling. Wait, wait. Can, than one second, you can't have it both ways, Wes. If you like Josh McCown, you can't bury Cutler for not being as good as McCown. I like Josh McCown. He is what he is, though. He's about the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL. Well, and cannot stay healthy. Cutler's also shown, uh, unlike Alex Smith, that he can be that median in any system. He gets coaches fired in any of those systems, but he's an average starting quarterback in five different systems. We've seen that. So to me, that just shows that he's like right at the line. I'm putting him right at the line. One person that would, a group that might build around that. No, that's why he's at the line. He's not above or below. I think a lot of NFL coaches fell very hard for Jay Cutler year after year because of his traits, and I think they'd agree with Greg more than we would. But from an angle, I don't think of, at this point they would. At this point, no. But for years and years, people they coveted what Jay Cutler brought from a physical angle. And at this point, it's it's more about do you want him in your locker room? Is this guy? Is this someone that people believe in? His teammates do like him, though. I feel like when's the last time there was that's a Cutler-related blowout? It's, I think that's it, a, it been a few years. It now? is almost the way the way that Romo was dogged. And then Marshall doesn't say say anything nice about him these days. Well, he's kind of a tough case. I just people. think that the Cutler thing got blown up a little bit, where he's he's ripped on nonstop, but a, a lot of players have come to his defense. It's that look too. It's just the way Jay Cutler looks. Well, it's like, criticism. Yeah, it's yeah. like jo- like Joe Montana was on our air saying how Colin Kaepernick doesn't communicate with teammates, and I think that's a fair criticism of Cutler that he is not you know at a position where you got to inspire leadership. Like it, it's clear that's not his best trait. How about I mean, right? You how about a decade the into the league and he still doesn't throw with anticipation? It's fair. That's why he's right at the line. I'm backing off. He used to be above the line. Mm, nice. No one's calling him a top ten. Oh, I've got one. Go ahead. Marcus Mariota is in the top ten on my list. Wow. So well on the right you, side of history. Wow. You are uh, in that, and you might end up being right. I, I I laud that when you believe in a player, you believe in him, and you believe in Marcus Mariota. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to argue he has a chance to be a true franchise quarterback, right? I mean, I would take no, him. Oh no, no, we all yeah. we all agree yeah. with. I think Wes is just on another level that yeah. he's he's expecting greatness. And I am. I, I'm more like we'll see, we'll see. What about Teddy Bridgewater? He's an interesting case. Right or right in now, the middle. I'm putting him on the uh, on the wrong side of Alex Smith right now with an opportunity to grow still, but I haven't seen enough in two years to to really uh, be confident about him being a franchise guy. I'm with you. I have him in the Tannehill Tyrod Taylor section of my list, definitely on the wrong side. I I would put him as the first player on the wrong side. To me, he's ahead of Tannehill. He's ahead of Tyrod. If we did this exercise a year ago, we would have had him ahead of Carr and Bortles, maybe. Certainly Carr. I would not. Not well, on we Bortles. Maybe wouldn't have we a, did uh, this exercise, and I believe Mark and I both had Bortles higher. So Teddy, Teddy's a guy who, if you want to criticize him, the problem is he might just turn into an Alex Smith. And that's that would be, I think, the, the worst-case scenario for him. The NFL players, uh, based on their voting, I have to uh, contractually bring this one up. Andrew Luck, right side or wrong side? Number 91 on the top 100. He's number two on my list. Easily Whoa. on the right side. Number two. I, I think if I'm building a team, it goes Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, just like it would have last summer. Ahead of Cam Newton, the MVP? Yes. Hmm. Um, nobody thinks Fitzmagic is on the right side, <laughs> do they? I have him at 31, I think. Now I, I want to be convinced he wants to play football right now. Oh, I think he wanted to play. I think he was. Wow. Just, I think he was an average, or I think he was you're, a little better than Kyle average. Ortning him. 
I never would say that about him at all because he's every he's one of the hardest working guys and he's kept a career going. But I mean, join a team, get with the Jets, do something here. Yeah, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I'm not sure the rage is at that level, but <laughs> what about Tyrod? I guess you have him just below Wes. I have Tyrod at 27th on my list. Wow, so that wait, is that you have him below? I have him below Bridgewater? Ryan Tannehill, Paxton Lynch, Teddy Bridgewater. Who's 30 on your list? Blaine Gabbert. You have Blaine Gabbert ahead of Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick. Yes, if I'm building a team. Okay. S- same reason the other 31 teams in the league don't want to sign Ryan Yeah, this Fitzpatrick. is the difference yeah. between evaluating last season where no one would argue that Fitzpatrick was, you know, Fitzpatrick was I think a better we, than I average starter. I think we starter. know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is, well, and I think the other 31 teams do too. Blaine Gabbert. What about I mean, Tyrod? What about what? we don't evaluate anything he did in Jacksonville? We just throw that out now? I, da- I evaluate all the data at my disposal. He was one of the worst players in NFL history with the Jaguars. I agree. And Eli Manning was one of the worst players in NFL history his rookie year with the Giants. He wasn't just a rookie, though. By the way, get ready for some genius talk if Chip Kelly can make Blaine Gabbert, Quentin, ah, Quentin Patrick, and true. DeAndre Smelter into a top three uh, you know, combo. Because I think that's what he wants to do. He wants What's to, a DeAndre Smelter? That is the guy, when I'm putting together this projected starters, the, the 49ers don't have any receivers. Quentin Patton's number two, and he has 36 career catches in two Oof. years. They don't have it. Their third receiver is a fourth-round pick from a year ago that missed the whole season. Well, you could pick anyone on the team's their third receiver. They don't have anyone who's ever caught any passes. Got it by Greg a Smelter jersey. Jerome Simpson. <laughs> um, Smelter's Fort, feller. So Tyrod's not even close. Tyrod is, an, is a fun guy to watch this year. I would not put him above the line, but I want to see what he does. I would put, if I knew he could stay healthy, I would it's put Tyrod above Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. wow. I'm with not. you. I, mean, I just think he's fascinating. I to think watch. we're too low on Teddy. I think that it's, it's, I think that Teddy tra- could change all opinions. I think the traits that he has uh, are ones that stick in terms of his ability to go through reads and and like the mental side of things. That if he can just as he gets a little more experience, I think he's going to get a lot better. RG three. RG three. He's a young guy. Na. I mean, I RG three is is below. He's below. I mean that the the trajectory of his career is depressing. He he could he has a chance if he starts to to change what people think. But I'll rank him if he beats out Josh McCann. Oh, he, you'll rank him where though? I know we deep can. bottom of the list. Out of here I'm sure soon. I will. Yeah. Sam Bradford. I don't believe in Sam Bradford at all. If I was a team that needed a quarterback in my GM got convinced and roped into a long-term deal with him, I'm in depression zone as a fan. <laughs> I just – I don't want it. I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor. Yes. I'm not – You kind of like Bradford a little bit, I think. No, but I, I'm i not saying – was he any worse than Tyrod Taylor last year? No. I mean – They're different. I just you, think Tyrod sure? Taylor offers more than Sam Bradford from – I want a guy, on the I want a guy who wants to compete. But the real question, is Joe Flacco elite? <laughs> Old Flacco, who did not have a good, bomb. good season while he played last year. Where is he on is, your list? Is well ahead of the line. Right. He didn't have a good season, and who was he throwing to? Right. Who, where is he on your list, Wes? I have him just ahead of Andy Dalton. He's 15th on my list. Mm. Just behind Jameis Winston. I'd have him a little higher. Mm. Yeah, Winston. But not by I, much. I would put him on the right side for sure. Oh, Eli's yeah. on the yeah. right side? Kind of in the Mariota. Eli is right there in the Dalton zone. Wow. Put right, him in like 13 or right so. Right behind Flacco. Wow. You have him right there. I'd still have Eli above it. To me, he's a franchise quarterback. <laughs> what about Brock? Osweiler? That's I need a, to see more. That we need yeah. to see more. I and have hey. him 29th behind Bradford. 
Well, I know who who put him ahead ahead of Dalton or ahead of Alex Smith is Rick Smith, Texans general manager. Seventy two million yep. reasons. I think Rick Smith would have paid Alex Smith that much money too. That's a that's a good point. There was a desperation involved with that whole process after the owner came down. Uh, after that embarrassing playoff loss. Um, all right, guys. I think we went through just about every quarterback that uh, warranted discussion there. Matt Ryan, right on the right on the nose there, right on the line. What? Stop. That's just I'm getting. There's it. like 22 quarterbacks right on the line. Yeah. Stop. He's it's, not right on the line. Wes, where do you have him? I have him 13th. They nice and above. I wanted to have him. Still has him ahead of Flacco. I wanted to have him 10th, but if I'm building, I know, I know. If I'm building, I'm taking Blake Bortles upside over over Matt Ryan. <sighs> mm. That's fair. Do you get the extra five years? See, I don't know how that works. No, like starting now, who do I want to build my team around? Has Matt Ryan kind of flatlined a little bit? I agree. I would take Bortles. I I just like Bortles. I mean, there are different physiques, everything. Bortles, much higher. Let me just throw this out there. Right now, a player you want to build around for a future, (laughs) almost 39-year-old Tom Brady. Are we sure we want to build around a middle-aged man? Uh, I've got him fifth. I'm winning Super Bowls, baby. I mean, if we're building a team, do you want yes. an old until man? He is, until he Championship is. banners fly forever. You can build a pretty <laughs> roster all you want. Until I'm, he I'm leaves win. the earth. I'm I'll looking ahead to the future. He has more. He's going to play till he's 45. Come on. He's in his prime right now. Is Father Time not undefeated? That's he the is. only point. Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's got him on the ropes, though. He's got the faces <laughs> loaded on Father Time with Mother Nature warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> wow. Does that mean he could get wiped out by a hurricane if he keeps on performing well? I don't even know what it means. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. That's our um, Dalton scale conversation starring Alex Smith. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's the Alex Smith scale right now, uh, but it was. It's the Dalton scale with Alex Smith it, featured. It's the scale formerly known as the Dalton. It's like Happy Days in in. Alex Smith I wish Joni loves. I wish I could think of a better <laughs> sequel that this makes sense for. Okay, it's like, it's like American Psycho two, where Mila Kunis played American Psycho. It's like a sequel, but with a different mm, star. This is all. No Alton one knows is all about in the this. family. I was going to say Smith is Maud. I was going to say Teen Wolf, but I didn't want to sound too much like Bill. I'm fl- I have no idea what's happening <laughs> at this point. Um, all right. None of us do. <laughs> That's it. We'll figure it out. It will be up to the Irishman, actually, because he has to name the show. So another big chisel moment for Irish behind the glass. Do you want downloads or not? Just Yeah, just call it the DeAndre Smelter Hour. <laughs> uh, we will be back uh, next week with, uh, I believe, three more shows. We keep The train keeps rolling. It never stops, Mark. Mark, you were thinking maybe two shows next week? No, three, maybe four. <laughs> I, I'd <laughs> say just four. move this thing daily. I'd sign off on five. One day we should do this daily. That's a goal of the show as well. That um, is Connor and Patra right now. are gonna their hair will be on fire if we continue to do this daily. They've stopped listening to us, so that's yeah, that one helps. thing in our favor. That definitely helps. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll be back on Monday. Thank you for everyone who listened. Make sure you um, uh, sign in over on iTunes. Give us uh, the stars, five stars. Leave comments. Hashtag iTunes challenge. And and by the way, <laughs> tell your friends too. You tell know. your friends, uh, Greg. Now it is up to you. You open the show. Now you'll close it. Oh, wow. Better get it right. For Mark Sessler. The Sizzler. I I don't remember. (laughs) You got to say your name first. I'm Greg Rosenthal. For Mark Sessler, Chris Wesseling, and Dan Hansis, I'm Greg Rosenthal. Till Monday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.